Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode that we release exclusively for our patrons. You can find the link in our show notes. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We'd love to have you join us. Join us. I can talk today. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, our, currently we are doing a group watch of Psychopath Diary, which was Kimu's suggestion, and everyone was all over that. And we are having a ton of fun. We are picking out our favorite bromances, making fake album covers, and talking about just the insanity that is Psychopath Diary. It's a lot of fun. Who would it not is. want to talk about this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Speaking of a show that we all are talking about, today we're going to talk about Love Between Fairy and Devil. It's a Chinese drama that we recently started binging. Okay, I recently started binging. The <laughs> others were already binging. And uh, in typical fashion, Kimuse started sending me screenshots. Hey, you have to watch this. Hey, I think this is even better than Peach Blossoms. Hey, you have to watch it. And so here I am. <laughs> and you are coming to visit me in person so I can nag you in real time. And we watched it together in person. I know. Which was it was really so cool. fun. It was fun. And we ate chocolate from the fancy chocolate store where we tried out all kinds of different kinds of chocolates. Including uh, one that had saffron. That tasted yeah, I was like about soap. to say uh, the saffron is no bueno. <laughs> I'm all like, why would I spend ten dollars for this candy bar when it tastes like saffron? It, uh, yeah, who knew? <laughs> who knew that would be the one that would be like? No, I mean, it sounded interesting, but anyway, there were moments that it tasted good. That's but true. then it didn't. <laughs> It was the aftertaste. Yeah. But there were some uh, others that were really good, like rose and lychee and the Hawaiian one. Anyway, we tried all different ones and basically we bought a bunch of chocolate. We came back to her house and we watched <laughs> Love Between Fairy and Devil. And it was fantastic. It was the it best was. part of my trip. So the drama synopsis is in an ancient battle between the moon tribe and the fairy kingdom. The fairy kingdom's goddess of war sacrificed herself to save the fairy kingdom and lock away the moon supreme, a devil by the name of Dongfang Qingzang. Trapped for 30,000 years in the fairy kingdom's prison tower, Dongfang Qingzang is accidentally released when a naive fairy named Xiaolanhua, Orchid, falls into the tower while trying to protect her first love, Lord Chengheng the fairy kingdom's god of war. So in the process, Qingzong and Orchid also discovered that they are capable of switching bodies. There's a really steamy kiss, just so everyone knows. <laughs> the devil and the fairy push and pull as they escape the tower, and Qingzong attempts to regain his former position of power with Orchid alternately helping and hindering his efforts. And that's just the first two episodes. Exactly. <laughs> But I feel like most of this is a theme that continues through. It really is. Like push a pull, lot of this pull. is, yeah, yeah it's, it's very push-pull. 
Mm -hmm. in the best way. So, yes. Okay. So we should probably start. And I know Jen has already kind of said, but first off, why did we start this drama? And for me, before we start, it's going to be spoiler free for this first section. So if you have not watched it and you want to get a taste of what it's about, listen to this first bit. It's all spoiler free. And we'll let you know when spoilers start. Because there will be a bell. I found my bell. We have a bell. We Man, have a bell. We are, we are just going up the quality of podcasting here. <laughs> 100%. Is it a cowbell? No, it is a very tiny tie bell. <laughs> well, well then. it's not a cowbell. Like a, <laughs> it's like, is it like a cat bell? No, it's just, it's something I picked up at a Renaissance festival years ago. Maybe we need to invest in like all different kinds of bells and try a different one every podcast. And then when we find the bell. Yeah, that becomes the bell. I have a collection of bells. So, well, I don't collect bells, but I have some bells over the years that I've collected. That doesn't I have sense, no bells, but, anyway. but that would be a reason to go buy bells. You right? could buy bells, like, and then it could be your thing, right? So when you travel and whatnot, you're like, oh, I although need a bell. where would I put all the bells in my house? My house is full of books. Yeah, that's I'm not true. giving up my books for bells. Well, books don't so. take up all the spell space on your bookshelf, so you know that little. Um, strip have you seen um, my bookshelf? Actually, I, I just <laughs> recently went to her house, and <laughs> she's added to uh her bookshelves yeah, I believe. there's, there's, there's no still room. room i don't I, think there is they were like piled on top of the piano or was that a piano on the right yeah. hand side when, yeah. yeah i couldn't even tell it was a piano because it was covered with books <laughs> that is not true it's not that bad <laughs> listeners yes, it, is. it is not that bad there are books on top of the piano but not on the piano part. It, it sounds like it's an episode of Hoarders, but it's I not know. true. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> All right, but we uh, totally digress. We're talking about bells. No, we're talking about no. No, why we about started love. this drama. <laughs> That's right. All right. So for me, um, <laughs> I think we're talking about it in the Discord because we have a dedicated Chinese drama channel and. And people were talking about it more and more. And I'd watched a couple of the trailers. So I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. And Esther Yu is one of the lead actors. She's the female lead. And I really, really liked her in Moonlight, which is a rom-com. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Because I'd never heard of um, Wong Hei Di. Is that how you say it? Dylan Wong? Dylan Wong, Wong Hei Di. You know, everybody has multiple names. Anyway, so I was just like, well okay why not so I I started it and then I couldn't stop it was great (laughs) (laughs) see and I it was on my radar but I started it because you said oh you gotta watch this uh can you get screen caps for me and I was like okay I'll watch but I was (laughs) nervous because only maybe like 30 percent of the time do your Chinese drama things you like <laughs> match up with my Chinese wow. things. Wow. It's true. No, it's true. We just have very different style of storytelling that we like when it comes to Chinese dramas. And mm-hmm. I know this, Carrie knows this. It's a proven fact. Yep. <laughs> and it's fine. so when Carrie was like, I love it. I'm like, oh no, is this going to be one of those where I'm just all like, well, there's a plot, you know, <laughs> but thankfully 
I loved it too. And I couldn't stop binging it. And I eventually had to, cause I had to get other stuff done, but I got to episode 16 pretty quick. So, so I, I'm feeling all proud of myself because I managed to get, <laughs> to get her to stick with it. Yes. Yes, you did. Well, I sort of shared why I started watching, but I will read you the exact quote from my text message that says, <laughs> I quote from Amber Tamuse. I know this is an extreme statement, dot, 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 but I might be enjoying fairy and demon more than 10 miles of peach blossoms. It's so good. Episode nine was Sunni times 10. <laughs> what time I does your plane arrive? That. Sorry, that I was my that. <laughs> <laughs> Then there are some lovely pictures sent my way. Gasp. Chinese drama. I'm so flipping invested. And I wrote, I have time to start fairy. And she wrote, I seriously am so obsessed with this show. And then I have, I'm on episode two. Wait, maybe three. Holy hotness or maybe unholy hotness. LOL. He was made for this role. So there you go. That's how it all began. Yep. Yep. And I stand by that. I, this is a more concise and better paced show than 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms, which I also loved. But this one doesn't have those huge gaps where you're trying to figure out what's going on or who mm. is this or what faction is that, you know? So I, I stick by what I said. And now I'm going to get hate mail, but I stick by it. (laughs) (laughs) So our leading lady, Xiaolan Hua, Mm -hmm. that's how you say it. Okay. Discuss her performance and the all annoying voice. Can we handle it? (laughs) It was a challenge when I pushed play because it is quite the, uh, how would you even explain it? It's, it's, it's kind high, of it's the it's childlike, childlike anime and voice. a little bit whiny. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's a voice choice. Um one that I personally do not like. However, the actress that plays her is cute enough that it suits the visual. And so I could get past it. I think. If it was maybe a different actress who did look different, I'd have a lot more issues with it. But because she looked very cute and innocent, I was able to eventually move past the voice. So for me, I started watching um, with the sound off with just subtitles because I was traveling and I um, I didn't want to pull out my headphones. So I was just watching it just, you know, with subtitles. Um, So I didn't even know that there was an issue with the voice until I moved, like, actually put my headphones on. And I was like, oh, now I know what they're talking about. Um, (laughs) But she's a cute little orchid and she's got a cute little girly voice. And it's not my favorite, but it doesn't distract me at all because they have, well, they have other things going for them. So I think um, it's just the worst in episode one because we don't have very much of the male lead in episode one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and could so be, we get yeah. a lot of her 
exposition. And so it's a lot of her voice all at once without that breakage. And I think that's why it was a little hard in episode one. But once she's interacting a lot more, you don't notice it as much. It's true. And that's what worked for me in Moonlight is I got so wrapped up in the story that her voice almost became normal to me. And so it was the same here. I knew as soon as I got wrapped up into the story that it would kind of normalize and I could get past it because, yeah, it is really high. It's really cutesy. It is very much an anime voice, but it does suit her. And it's just it suits the character. And then she kind of she actually works with it and makes it work. You get depth of emotion when she's less cutesy. And like you understand that she's finally getting serious. So or it shows her maturity. One of the two. So they're actually they're using it pretty well. I'm actually curious if it's it's not it's not her voice though, right? It's a it's a, a voice actor that's it's a voice this. actor. It is not her voice. Both of the leads, not their real voices. Okay. Yep. Well, let's just say that Dong Fang Ching is super sexy in all his brooding glory. So do we think is Dylan Wong doing a good job in this particular role? Uh, yeah. Um, so he was in Meteor Garden, right? Zillion yes. years ago. Um, so that kind of the Chinese boys over flowers. This is a totally different kind of role. Um, and I think that he does a really great job and you both of the actors do a really great job and you really see it because like the, like it mentions in the um, synopsis, there's a, a point where they kind of switch bodies and you can see how he takes on her personality and she takes on his and just the, you can visibly see the difference and you know that the change has happened just by the change in the way he carries himself, the micro expressions and so on. Um, and he's, yeah, I think he's doing a great job. He's Agreed. really funny. Oh, it's hilarious. And the change is just, it is complete. Like with her, it's a little harder. I mean, she, you know, her voice drops and she's more serious, but with him, the change is complete. You can see him taking on the feminine aspects and he gets the high girly voice going and he just, he does a good job. And throughout the, these 16 episodes that we're discussing, you really, I really got to see his range and mm -hmm. just the depth that he brings to this role emotionally, which is like, I have not seen Meteor Garden because somebody said it's like boys over flowers. And I was like, yep, opposite direction. Bye. <laughs> and so it's a better version, in my opinion, of boys over flowers. Like it, it blended out some of the more aggressively toxic stuff mm -hmm. where it wasn't quite that same level of toxic personality that maybe the original was. So just so putting it out there that it, if you're going to watch a version this version his version is a very good version to watch well and after watching him in this drama i mean like he has me sold on don fong ching song he's just he's amazing and like i can feel this character like he is living this character and i love it well for me i i like him i really liked him in meteor garden but then he was in the second season of Ever After, and it just was jarring because they changed the main actors. They changed the director, I'm pretty sure, 
or if it was the same director, he had a lot less funding and just it was a hot mess. I couldn't get through it. And I was so sad because I really, really liked Ever After season one. And so that kind of put me off a bit. So I wasn't gung ho and willing to watch something just because he's in it. But he's doing such a good job in this that I might change the other way now and be like, okay, I will watch something just because he's in it. So we'll see. But he's doing a brilliant job. So good. And again, the micro expressions are right on point and he's gorgeous. So mm-hmm. he he's the whole package in the show. Oh, and that main of glory. <laughs> it's a good one. All right. So do these two have any sizzle? Heck yes. Like they <laughs> they are emotionally connected and they're just, oh, they're spot on. They're so good. I really love watching them together. They have all the sizzle to the point where you're like, how could these two ever be with anyone else? Like so much sizzle. I love it. Like they just, again, swoony, especially episode nine, very swoony, but they, they're swoony at all times. So there's no moment they're on screen together where they're not swoony. It's so true. I can't wait for the bell. Cause I want to bring up that swoony, <laughs> swoony scene that I want to talk about, but I will say, do they have sizzle? Absolutely, they sizzle. Great chemistry. And of course, we have to chat about... What are we chatting about? Oh, yeah. Cinematography. Cinematography. Of course. (laughs) I really need to talk about the cinematography. Or nay. And what is standing out to us? I'm really loving this. And that's surprising because I'm not always 100% on the um, fantasy shows that are completely green screen and keep in mind this is completely green screen there's it's all on sets it's green screened they're never out in the wild you know they're not it's not a realistic show but whoever the director is and does all the art and everything is so gorgeous all the beautiful scenery all of the little details um there's a part with a dragon that was brilliantly done and very realistic for a cgi dragon um so yeah just really great i love it and there's a part in episode nine that's so gorgeous (laughs) with black evil wing cloud kind of things coming out of a body while he's holding a girl it's gorgeous like gorgeous so pretty it's re- it's like watching and reading a fantasy book that's all visuals mm-hmm. it really it does stand out just even well we the um just the choices in the way the clothing that's like i mean i think they each have like i don't even know how many wardrobe changes i lost track at least um, two to three an episode yes. like mm-hmm. significant wardrobe which is crazy because most historical dramas, you get like two outfits. Yeah. If that, and, and that's what you have. Even when she's been stranded somewhere, she suddenly ends up with a new dress. But anyway, <laughs> the, but everything is just so like the, the colors and the way that um, everything comes together. I just think. Oh, and the hair, the mm-hmm. amount oh, they've paid on these manes of glory. Like mm-hmm. these are like yeah. gorgeous, just down to their butt hair. 
and I'm so jealous. So. <laughs> with the with beautiful intricate like headbands and I mean and etchings and he has like this horn costume that's all made out of horns and bark and thorns yes. and it's so hot. And unfortunately, one of the others only gets the ice hat. Wait, whoa. <laughs> so it's like so it's drama like geek ice bubbles. Yeah, drama yeah. geek wrote to us about the poor sad guy who only gets what was it? He only gets to wear the ice hat or something. Yeah, yeah. it was something like that. Yeah. But he was 3D printed ice hat. And a little yeah. bit pathetic. <laughs> Well, and for me, I mean, I wanted to sit here and be like, dragon, dragon, dragon. But there's actually so much more to it. Because not only is it just gorgeous, I mean, it's gorgeously shot. Everything is just feeling, like Kim, you said, it does feel like you're stepping into a novel. It is just that immersive. Oh, and, and the, I was going to say the artwork on the intro and the oh, outro. So I want beautiful. prints. I want like, it all. Seriously, it's kind. It's so detailed and beautiful. I would frame it and put it on my walls it's that mm-hmm. pretty 100 percent. So. oh yeah next it's gorgeous books yeah it's yes. next to my books <laughs> my books are brilliant <laughs> they are you know if you read. just would finish reading those you could then donate them and have more room but then i won't have books like <laughs> you know know what happened is i read a post-apocalypse book right as covid hit and this world where they had to like roam the cities and stuff and there was no literature anymore because everything just disintegrated oh. and it made me very paranoid. So I started buying books and then it was COVID and stress and I kept buying books and now <laughs> I have a library. So See, here we are. You are, a, you are a dragon and they are your horde. Yes, I am a dragon. <laughs> that is my horde. Stop it. <laughs> so Don't even try to take away my horde. <laughs> So just, I have just one more thing to say about the cinematography. The thing I really enjoy is the distinct feel, difference in feeling between the fairy kingdom and the moon tribe kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because moon yeah. tribe is dark and rich and fully detailed and fairy kingdom is light and bright and just it feels very much up in the clouds. They even have whales in the clouds. I mean, <laughs> how awesome is that? That was a cool scene. It was it very really was. beautiful. And it is. I mean, and all of it is gorgeous, light or dark. It is all just gorgeous. I love. In fact, I've quit watching this when I'm around my family because, you know, everybody wants to talk to me. I'm like, Shh, let me experience. And so mm-hmm. I have to watch it by myself. So I'm not getting interrupted because I just want to be immersed. It's that amazing. Yes. Now okay. it is time for Spoilers. Oh, that's sad. That's kind of a sad We need a better bell. I was expecting like a ding or like. Okay. I have it like when I'm. It won't stop dinging now. (laughs) When I'm getting dressed in the dark and it's early in the morning, it sounds very loud. So here, we'll bring it by the mic. Okay. Hold on. Let me try again. It's time for spoilers. There you go. Okay. That's good. All right. (laughs) Or something like. Let me see something like that. Did you hear it? <laughs> Let me play it again so you get the full effect. Oh, we need we're, we need a better bell, guys. We, we're gonna, <laughs> I we're have gonna a couple more, it. so we can we can keep working on this. 
I have one there, that was that one was better. <laughs> I have one that belonged to my great grandmother, who was a teacher in a one room schoolhouse, and it was the bell they used to ring the children in from recess. Ooh, so we're gonna have a historical bell. Yeah, but Ooh. if I if I ring that bell, it'll be really loud. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. We're All gonna right. find a middle ground. So as we were saying, we can now talk about spoilers. The first question is: Is the soul swapping working as a plot point? And do we have a favorite soul swapped moment? So the soul swapping, I think, worked certainly in the beginning um, as a plot point. It was fun to see, like, first of all, just like when they first discovered it was happening. Then there was the section where she figured out how to use that against him and she kissed him. And when it was there was lightning and that was lovely. Um, so that's, but what I liked was the transformation. I loved that he became kind of more like, like you could just see that she was inside him, you know, even though he's just acting, but, um, and with her, her voice lowered, her eyes got more intense. Um, I just felt they both have done a really good job of managing that soul swapping. I am good with it to be done i don't really think we need to do any soul swapping now so that's where i am and i think it was i think it was a good device to help them understand each other quickly Mm -hmm. because you know a large part of their connection comes from understanding how the other one is living and that the body swap was the perfect way to do that we saw something similar in the day of becoming you with stephen jong and it's just it's a way to intimately understand the character very, very quickly so you can move on to the actual story. So I really like that as a device. But I also just loved watching them play the play their swaps because I love seeing range. And that's one of those technical things where you get to see their range because they have to be completely opposite of who they are. So that was a lot of fun. As for my favorite soul swapped moment, it's probably after they initially swapped. And so you have um, Ching Song kind of laying on the tower floor just because he's actually orchid just like what is happening and just the (laughs) the bewildered look on his face I mean there's a whole bunch more I kind of I was a little mad at her for tricking him into another body swap and so I I wasn't able to enjoy that one as much especially because she was having a hard time making good decisions and and acting like him as a ruler Mm -hmm. when when they were in the moon tribe so that one frustrated me but then the resolution when they swapped back I was like yeah, that's nice. So (laughs) (laughs) it was, I mean, I like it. I'm with you. It was great as a plot point. I'm great. I'm also very happy to have it done. But you know, they're going to have another one, at least one more. Yeah, probably. Because it just doesn't feel complete because it's such a random thing Mm -hmm. that it just doesn't feel like it's over. I feel like it's going to have to be something where It'll like be something to, more to intense. save one or the other of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And she'll be forced to figure out how to work his powers or something where she grows. Yeah. Like so. I could see her doing it or him doing like maybe like one of the fairy tribe is going to go after him or something. And so she kisses him so that um, he's saved so that he's saved and she's in his body or something like that. I could definitely see something like that. Yeah. Something in the final episode for dramatic tension. See, and I was okay with the middle where she tricked him because he was being kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. And what other Mm -hmm. options does she have? 
because oh, she's yeah. not as bright as he is because he figured out how to get released by using the protection bracelet right away but she doesn't think that way so it's not like she could do that and so for her it's all like he's being horrible i need to do something i just need to get back at him and so that makes sense that that's where she attacked because mm-hmm. she had no other directions of attack so and he basically kidnapped her i mean come well, on yeah it's not like he's been super nice i mean he did it with a really awesome this is my woman move but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but he did kidnap her you know well, so, I mean, not exactly kidnapped. He provided refuge when she got kicked out of the fairy kingdom. Uh, but he was the reason she got kicked out. Because <laughs> well, he I was know not that. at all, like, <laughs> subtle. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Firmly on his side, what can I say? Wow. Yeah. All right. So there are multiple side characters that have been helped by our sweet fairy. Who stood out the most? Um there's lots i don't necessarily like her best friend the one that we see towards the end of this the 16 episodes jay lee just because i don't trust her well she's very selfish she is she's really selfish and we know how i feel about selfish characters i do not like them but the i think it's don yin the fairy that was kind of out to get her get orchid and then orchid saved her in the forest and now she's like firmly on her side but not 100 percent because you know she still wants lord chong hong I, I liked her because she had kind of her little redemption. And so she's helping Orchid, but, you know, they're not besties. She she kind of has to fight the, I still want to be mean to you, but she's trying because she appreciates Orchid saving her life. That was such a great scene to just paint Orchid in a different light among her peers. Mm-hmm. Because before that, she everyone just assumed she was pointless and she has no strengths, no value to the society, but she really stood out and showed that she was very loyal and courageous. And I love that the girl didn't go back straight into mean girl mode and mm-hmm. that she is being supportive. Yep. So that I was really impressed with and surprised with that twist. So very cool. I agree. So when we think about side characters, I don't know about who she's helped, but I really love his right-hand man, the dragon guy. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. think what his name is. Because he's hot and he's a dragon. What yeah. more do you need in a man? <laughs> but he stands out to me as a side character that, I mean, he's just, oh, gosh, have we watched, we've watched this part, right? Where there's this that whole thing where where he says um you know this while i was gone and while i was weak you you knew you knew or at what point did you know that we'd switched bodies and he was like well from the very beginning he's like but i was weak and you could have like killed me and and taken control and why didn't you do that and he was like because you know i'm loyal to because you, you're like, my bestie yeah because yeah. you're my bro time like, to make wh- friendship like, bracelets yes <laughs> and braid each other's hair and be besties yes yes mm-hmm. uh, but i really loved th- i love his character because he's like while um while we have our moon devil who's like like 
unable to emote you still have this dragon guy but he he smiles and he's got that soft side to him and yet he will at a moment's notice do the bidding of the demon lord and like kill people or whatever is needed to be done um so i just think he's a really cool side character he is he's like the perfect right hand man yeah yeah so now we have to talk about second lead guy yay or nay and i feel so conflicted because he's everything you should want in a leading man he's noble he's courageous he's starting to stand up for the woman he loves just a little too late Mm -hmm. um and you see his backstory and it's really kind of tragic and then you see that you know, they probably are destined to get married because that's who he's been waiting for or whatever. And it's just like, he's everything she should like and she should be with. But then you have the hot bad guy and it's like, uh, Lord Fairy who? (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's so easy to forget that he's around. But he does make a good second lead. And at least there's someone noble on the fairy side. And they're not all scum, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I like him as a character. I think well, he's interesting because, at least so far, he is, like, he's holding himself to that higher standard and you can tell that he really likes Orchid. You can tell that he um, really believes in what he's doing within his own, you know, fairy realm and all of that. Um, and so I just think that there's nothing, you know, he's not, at least so far, he hasn't been, um, hasn't shown us a side of him that I was like, no, I don't think so. It just is in comparison to the demon lord. He just doesn't have the sizzle. Like, yeah, like drama geek said, right? He's like, he has to wear the like sad, the sad, ice ice hat. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you can't look sexy in an ice hat. You just can't. Exactly. It just doesn't work. Not when you're, I mean, I, in a way he does, but not when you compare him to the, you know, all black velvet horned devil guy. I can't believe I'm saying that. You were going to say horny. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, we haven't talked about his love stump or his love tree or whatever that is. (laughs) That's coming. It is. Uh, But his horned hat and all that, like, he just... (laughs) He just sizzles more. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Evolving into a 13-year-old kid. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> on a more mature note. Hang on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Carrie yes. wants to talk about his horniness. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She wants to talk about the second lead guy. Yes. <laughs> and his lack of horniness. <laughs> Okay, mute. <laughs> I need to be able to talk here. Morning. I'm tired. <laughs> oh. uh, uh. Right. <laughs> I had some deep thoughts. It's going to be really hard to express them now. <laughs> Just don't anyway. accidentally say the word horn. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Not a problem. <laughs> 
anyway, I was just, I was thinking about the second lead, Lord Chong Hong, because um, in the beginning when he's with Orchid, every time she needs saving or the kingdom needs saving, he always chooses the kingdom first. And obviously, um, Ching Song, he always chooses Orchid first for his own reasons. And so that, you know, that automatically separates them into their roles. We know who's going to be end game. But it's interesting to see Chong Hong start to resist his role and to start thinking for himself. So he has kind of his own growth arc in these first 16 episodes mm -hmm. as he realizes that he wants to be with her and that what the kingdom is asking him to do isn't necessarily, he's not necessarily needed to do it. They have plenty of other warriors, other leaders, and he can go and help her himself. But there's also the fact that with him, I think Orchid and Lord Tong Hong, like they'd have a happy, very vanilla life. Like she would not grow with him. Whereas with Ching Song, she's growing and changing and maturing because he requires a lot. He, he is in a place because he's been stripped of his emotions so that he can control his hellfire power. And it's left him this, not exactly a robot because he still gets angry, but it's just left him unable to attach to people. And so she is a healer. She heals plants. She heals the books of destiny. And so she sees what he needs and she's able to help him grow. And by helping him grow, she helps herself grow as well. So I, I actually like it because second league guy, they could be like rom-com wise, they would be a great couple and they'd be a fun ride. But for something this epic, she needs an epic partner to grow with. And that is Ching Song. What is our favorite sizzle couple moment so far? Okay, this is very clear for me. It is that moment where they are coming to the demon castle, wherever that is, and he grabs her and basically gives her that sizzling kiss in front of the ice guy with the sad hat, the second lead. Um, that was like <laughs> totally just like she's my woman and she's my person and i just that was i i wouldn't like that like in real life just so people know but like in this drama that was like wow that was really sizzly mm -hmm. okay good i'm feeling better now because that was my favorite moment too and i was like i'm so conflicted because in real life that would be terrible yeah see that would be bad but but it, he's that's, taking it's a fantasy claim. drama yes yeah and he's staking his claim. He's showing that, you know, he's, he's on her side. I mean, there is some subtext there and maybe I'm just applying it because I want to feel better about the fact that <laughs> he kissed her without her consent, but it's just, it's a, she's mine. She's on my team. I'm taking care of her. He was claiming care of her. It and was feral. I and think it was subconsciously, like, it was more than he doesn't realize his emotions like mm -hmm. his connections but because otherwise you know he wouldn't be doing the same thing if someone went after dragon you yeah. know and that's his person too uh, that yeah. would be saying. totally different kind of drama <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well since you guys have the same one my favorite one is where she's about to be murdered murdered by lord fairy's brother who's a total tool and yes. the arrow is shooting towards her and behind her like poofs in a mess of black smoke sexy black smoke 
he comes behind her, grabs her by the waist and say, who dares harm my woman? And that was really hot. <laughs> and it, it was, was a- really so good. And then he continues to blast every single fairy with his power and only stops murdering them because she says so. Mm-hmm. That is really hot. Oh, that yeah. was wait. That was my number two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because he almost takes on, he's not a dragon himself, like he doesn't take on dragon form, but the way he stands, you can see the dragon in him at that moment. It's just yeah. like, wow. And my second favorite one, I really liked where she was stuck in the mirror world by the bad guy. Oh, and he yeah. has to go find her. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I know Drama Geek thought this was so cheesy and, you know, again, a little toxic, but she asked, well, how did you find me? And he's like, we could be in a million worlds and I would find you and um, and know who you are out of a million orchids. And that mm-hmm. was just kind of swoony and romantic and sizzly. And I love that part. Same. Even though it's a little stalkery, you're my woman-ish, but it was really hot. <laughs> so, Well, they also have that connection because if she gets hurt, he gets hurt. So that yes. probably, yes. I mean- he kind of has a built-in cheat right there. He can just like give himself a paper cut and be like, oh, there she is. So, But still, you still get the <laughs> feeling that at that point, whether mm-hmm. he could, he was hurt or not, he would be going after her. I think at that point, he's past that. It's just out because we're connected thing. I think he's mm-hmm. turned that. His love tree has been poked. Let's talk about the love tree. Yes, our our devil's love tree. Now, what's interesting is they call him a demon in the show, but the title is Love Between Fairy and Devil. So anyway, I I just noticed that. So our devil's love tree, he has this little island off on this existential plane that apparently they can visit whenever they want. They just kind of pop over. But she found it first and it's all stunted and everything's ice and she touched it and things started growing. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to have a timeout, y'all? <laughs> it's not my fault. Jen goes off and then I go up. How am I supposed to be professional with this? <laughs> There's no <laughs> metaphor here, though. <laughs> Nine. Well, and his love tree is interesting because it represents his feelings. And oh, yes. So it should be dead, but obviously it's still alive. And like... I guess I'm torn because I'm on his side in the fact that he needs to be able to unite his kingdom because he's been locked up for 30,000 years. And the way he does that is because his kingdom is such that they respect power. And so he needs his hellfire. But if his emotions are restored and if his love tree comes back to life, then he's not going to be able to do what he needs to do. Right. So or at why least he's hampered. Yeah. So why are, why is the story letting her take his power away? I mean, I kind of see it obviously to be a complete person. He needs to have his emotions back. Well, and there are other ways to rule. We don't just need to have hellfire to rule. I think that, you know, while it's true that his current situation, they they respect power, they're going to respect the hellfire because he has cut his emotions off so he can, you know, use it. But I feel like maybe there's something more. Maybe there's something, if you're being a good leader, you shouldn't just lead because you have the ability to blast everybody with hellfire. That's my feeling. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I guess 
the strategist in me is like, okay, get the North and South Kings to submit first and then heal yourself. Mm. So. Yes, but, but is, she touched his love tree without his knowledge. Like she was playing with his love tree <laughs> without him knowing. It's true. It's true. I mean, it, it's, it is true, right? That um, she healed his love tree without his permission. Mm, yeah. But I suppose if we're going to be upset about that, that we should be upset about the fact that he kissed her without permission. Right. Okay. So like, yeah. in theory, like they both have done things, you know, without the permission of the other. I do agree with you though, that like, it's sort of dangerous for him to, to change like this right now because mm-hmm. he has a lot of work to do. But in like Chinese dramas, you never get a positive without some kind of negative consequence. Mm-hmm. And that's just how Chinese dramas are. They're never going to be all light and fluffy and everything turns out all puppies and sausages, you know? Yeah. So you're going to have that positive, negative balance and you have to choose what consequence you're going to end up with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but so he can't have his power and cake and eat it too kind of thing. Yeah. I guess I just, I wanted her to let him choose the timing instead of just bumbling her way into it. Exactly. Don't just play with his love tree without his knowledge. But if she doesn't play with his love tree, then he won't know that he loves her and then we're screwed. Okay. Yeah, that's true. See, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're discussing like Adam and Eve and the apple at this point. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Let's talk about each of us have to choose two favorite scenes so far. We're only discussing up to episode 16. Cause that's where I am. So no cheating K drama, Jen. <laughs> 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 and I'll go first. Um, I really like, I'm going to be let like not <laughs> the Machne's corner. And I literally like where they switched and had to deal with the, with the politicking and everything mm-hmm. to, and then they were stuck that way because she couldn't create the, the lightning. So they had to wait for it naturally to come. And until that time, she had to politic for him. And I could not stop laughing because <laughs> it was so awkward. And that's probably why you didn't like it, Machnais, because it's secondhand embarrassment. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is probably why you didn't like it, because I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so horrible. And just the things she was doing with his poor body politically, <laughs> it was just epic. So I couldn't stop laughing. It's like, kumbaya, everybody. Kumbaya. (laughs) I've changed. No, you haven't. Stop that. (laughs) I really like that one. Of course, I like all the couple ones. So I'm thinking of non-couple ones. I like where she went on the, um, where she was taking the test and she had to uh, conquer a demon monster. And so they're trying to help her like by putting it literally in front of her and she walks was right cute. past yes. it. And it was so cute how they were trying to help her. And she was just like oblivious to this <laughs> little cute demon. And it was so cute. And so I love those two scenes. Oh, well, it was cute till it turned on them. Exactly. <laughs> this is hard because um, 
So we've talked about a couple of like the steamy scenes that I thought were just really mm, very good. Um, other scenes, though, I think that I really liked when they switched places. And I loved the way that she like lowered her voice and took on like his persona and the way he took on hers. I really liked those scenes. I know I talked about those a little bit, um, but I just again you can see range and i really appreciated that um among for the actors themselves um i think i also i i liked when um she was being like chained up or whatever and he like just kind of came in and like yeah rescued her that was pretty awesome um mm, and I have another scene that I can't talk about. So I'll talk about <laughs> that next time. You're so rude. I'm not cheating. No, I'm very proud of you for not cheating. So there's that. Um, it's hard for me to think past the two scenes that we talked about with the the sizzle. Because that those were amazing. Mm -hmm. Those were just absolutely riveting to me. I also liked it just when he when he brought her to the Moon Tribe and he recreated her own little home yeah that was in, sweet in his palace like he was trying he was doing his best to make her feel at home even though he he didn't realize she had her little plant friends that she could talk to he had done his best and how that was also used to kind of highlight when that lord of haishi city came in was it him that was trying to deceive her and get information yeah 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 which that's a whole nother storyline that i'm just gonna have to watch and see how it plays out but um so that was that was cool. I liked his his attentiveness to detail and how he put that together for her because it's another way he's subconsciously expressing expressing his care for her. And then and then she does the same for him when he's um it's episode 16 when he's been knocked out. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, he's been knocked out in eight, in 16 because he took the lightning strikes for his brother, right? Nope. That doesn't sound that familiar. That wasn't 16. Oops. Okay, it's so okay. delete that. It's okay. I forgive <laughs> you that. for spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, delete that. Sorry. I I went and scanned through 16 so that I'd remember, but obviously I don't. And I'm like halfway through. So if it started at the end of 16, I still haven't watched it. Okay. No, because yeah, a lot that happens after. Right. You know. Right, because in sixteen he's still he's still in the process of sentencing sentencing his brother to be executed. Yes, yes. And there's no at one moment that has happened yet. So that that was a non spoilery way of putting it, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> yes, if you're confused, Kimus, then I did it right. <laughs> anyway, I just I did like her little immortal test and the way she was protecting the girls, even though they've always been mean to her and looked down on her, she still steps up and does what she needs to do to take care of them. Like it's not even a question for her. So we'll say that's my other favorite scene so far. All right. If we had to choose one realm to live in, would it be in the fairy kingdom or with the moon tribe? This is really hard because it kind of depends on, is he going to be there? Um, <laughs> because I don't think I'd want to live in the moon tribe if he wasn't there. 
mm-hmm. um, like to like, and, and I wasn't in a position with somebody who had power within that tribe because it, it's really kind of a scary place. But on the other hand, I think the fairy kingdom is on the outside. It seems like it's brighter and lighter and they have like, I don't know, like more humane rules and things like that. But that's not really true either. Like some of the things that they do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say Moon Tribe because I'm going to assume that he's there and I'm her and we're going to live together in the Moon Tribe. Okay. I was just thinking about it from my own perspective. And I think as much as there's underhanded stuff going on in the fairy realm, if it was just me, myself, just, you know, a non-performing character just living in a kingdom, I think I would choose the fairy kingdom just because at sunset I could watch the whales and it'd be worth it to watch the cloud whales dancing at sunset. So it's a very shallow reason, but that's why I would choose the fairy kingdom. I don't know if that's more shallow. I mean, mine was totally so that I could like get with the demon king. So, I mean, (laughs) I think yours is fine. I'm going to agree with Jen. The guys are hotter in the demon world. (laughs) I'm just saying. And I like their clothes better. All the hairdresses and their clothes. I like them better there. And you could wear the little headbands. Yes, which are so cute. True. Maybe I'll live in Moon Tribe and just vacation in Fairy Kingdom and oh, go watch you could the do sunset. That. Or you could have hotter. You could have the <laughs> Devil King just make you your own little place where you could go watch the sunset. There you go. We can compromise. Compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could happen. All right. So will we keep watching? Will we stick this out to the very end? Um, I, I know that Chinese dramas, especially of this genre, have a tendency towards angst, but I'm holding out for a good, strong ending. So, yes, I will stick with it. Besides, with those visuals and the depth of story and their connection and everything, there's so much here that I just love so much that there's no way that I could give up on it now. I put it above 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms. So, yeah, I'm sticking with it because I love that show and I love this one possibly even more. So. Yeah, I'm totally in, uh, totally addicted, and um, obviously I'm further along than the two of you because just so everyone knows, I just misread the text and I thought that it said we were going to be going to episode 26. And so I binged because I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, up to date. Um, but that's just because I misread it. So and then you said- texted me and I'm like, well, that's not happening because I'm at work. Exactly. <laughs> and we're recording in like two hours. <laughs> get get on it there, Kimi. I know that was not happening. Okay, but- so yes, my answer is yes, yes, yes. Yes. But that means that maybe we can do a another podcast on the second half of the show. And so- then maybe we'll behave during the second half yes we won't Unlikely. talk about pointing love <laughs> poking love trees in the no. <laughs> oh the show <sighs> okay <laughs> so thanks oh my gosh <laughs> we sorry. must make sure that no one we know ever listens to this podcast <laughs> episode oh that's not happening either <laughs> oh dear i would like to apologize on behalf of the dramas with the side of kimchi fangirls um for k muse and her very inappropriate <laughs> thoughts dude you were <laughs> laughing 10 times harder 
going through lack of sleep, lack of caffeine, and way too much work recording this. So what's your excuse, miss? I'm relaxed and got went out with the family. Um, my excuse is um I have no excuse. Right. <laughs> so sorry. In other words, all the horny issues are gents. I'm no, just along for I the ride. Wa- no, okay, just so we're clear, that was not me. I talked about his horned hat. <laughs> Gary, poor Gary. All right, let's close this sucker. (laughs) All right. So, oh my gosh. On this note, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or our Patreon page. The links are in the show notes. Do we really want to hear? I don't know. (laughs) Unless you're chewing us out and then don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hold back. We we know how we are. All right, we love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 